welcome to the most entertaining, engaging, and charismatic podcast. Welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, underviewed podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. Yeah, this is your host, you already know, the most charismatic man in entertainment. That's right, we are doing stand-up comedy, sitting down from the comfort of my couch. No, I'm kidding. Um, which is fitting though, because we are going to be talking about comedy and you know, I'm a big fan of comedy. I'm sure millions and billions of other people are big fans of comedy. It's one of the last art forms where you can freely express yourself. And you know, comedy's always been known for pushing the envelope, pushing the boundaries when it comes to freedom of speech, because a lot of comedians like to test those boundaries. You know, everything is on the table when it comes to comedy, age, religion, family, marriages, relationships, uh, you know, weight, everything is uh, fair game. And, you know, there's a lot of comedians. You have the family-friendly comedian like Kevin Hart, but you also have the edgy comedians like Andrew Dice Man Clay. And so, you know, one of, some of my favorite comedians, I got to say, Andrew the Dice Man Clay, George Carlin, Dave Chappelle, but you also have many others like Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence. You had the Deaf Comedy Jam, Comedy Central, um, you know, stand-up comedy has always been a big thing in our society. However, you know, recent years, stand-up comedy has been targeted. And, you know, a lot of comedians, especially Dave Chappelle being a focal point in this movement, have came out and said, you know what, we're tired of being handcuffed and told what we can and cannot say in our specials or routines. You know, we're being handcuffed in our work. You know, you can't talk about certain things. And so now they want to bring back the days where everything was fair game. So, um, and this was spearheaded, this conversation started with the Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish recent headline controversy, you know, pushing boundaries in comedy, you know, they wanted to address, uh, you know, pedophilia and they did it in a stand-up comedy or I should say comedy routine on Mad TV, which is Aries Spears was a big part of, uh, a decade ago plus. And, uh, Mad TV was known for its edgy pushing boundaries type of comedy it was very risky very uh you know borderline you know taking things to a whole new level type of comedy which some people appreciate but nowadays it's not really looked upon too well so in this episode besides doing stand-up comedy sitting down because we are going to be doing that we are going to be also sitting down talking about stand-up comedy is there boundaries in it is there limits of what you can do can you talk about certain issues but not cross a boundary or can you just not talk about certain issues or people at all? So, um, you know, sit back, relax, grab a beer, grab a cheeseburger, grab a vel red velvet cookie, whatever you do. You know, we're going to sit back, have fun. We're going to be talking about comedy and whether, you know, comedy is dying or comedy is just on the research. So we're going to get started. We're going to get into this episode in three, two. Oh, wait, before we get into the episode, I got to say the episode is sponsored by, um, oh, wait, it's not sponsored. Well, it's sponsored by Anchor, but yeah, okay, let's just, you know, that that was awkward. Let, let, let's just get back in the episode, all right? So three, two, uh, let me see. Yeah, one. You know, a, a lot of weird stuff been happening in the news lately. A lot of trending news, a lot of controversy. 
And this topic right here is something that that really hit close to home because after reviewing the the allegations and the footage of this of this incident, I think uh, it, it was much due to talk about this topic. So let's get into it. You know, comedy. You know, comedy is subjective. Everybody likes comedy. Uh, everybody likes different forms of comedy. Some people like the more PG friendly, family friendly comedy, and then people, some people like myself, like more raunchier, uh, more edgy comedy. Now, in this instance, we got two comedians, Tiffany Haddish and Larry Spears. Um, you know, they um, well, no comedians, Larry Spears, uh, Def Comedy Jam, uh, Mad TV, Tiffany Haddish for her movies. Um, they've got caught up in this lawsuit and this controversy regarding a TV skit that they did for Mad TV about a decade ago. And this all came up after the whole Airy Spears Lizzo thing happened. But nonetheless, I think uh, after watching the footage, we have to talk about it. So did you ever get a chance to to watch it, the, the footage I'm talking about? I only watched, I was only able to stomach about 10 seconds. Once Airy Spears made that like creepy, you know, face or whatever, I, I cut the video off. I, yeah. I no. Uh, you know what, man? I that that video was hard to watch, and that's coming from a guy who loves every Spears. I love his interviews. I love his comedy. I never really cared for Tiffany Haddish, but uh, let me let me briefly explain what happened. So, and and the scene for Mad TV is called "Through a Pedophile's Eyes." That's right. That, that I didn't wow. name it. That's the name of it. Um, so every Spears character plays a pedophile lusting after Jane Doe, who's who's also in the lawsuit, who was seven years old at the time. Uh, Haddish plays the boy's mother in the skit who leaves the child with the man. And according to the Daily Beast, uh, John Doe, the seven-year-old at the time, spends most of the video clad only in his underwear as Spears' character leers at him through two holes cut into a newspaper he pretends to read. During the sketch, the camera zooms in suggestively on the seven-year-old's buttocks and crotch while he plays. Spears uh, sprays baby oil onto the child's back and massages it Fucking into man. his shoulders in one scene. And at another point, the child plays with a train and emotion that suggests That's masturbation. And another That's sequence, good. Spears smokes a cig cigarette while observing the child nude in the bathtub and pours water on his feet. And then the video ends with the text that says, watch who you leave with your kids with. Funny or die. Um, And he originally uploaded the clip onto YouTube, but then deleted it and told uh, the press that it was absolutely disgusting. So, uh, with that being said, I know it's a lot to take in, but let me let me before I ask you your pen, let me say this. You know, I think that, like I said, uh, Ari Spears, Tiffany Haddish, great at what they do. I think comedy back then was a lot different than what it is now because we all know we live in a very different culture. Now, I watched the video a couple times, not because of you know. Uh, a fetish of mine, but I watched it for the first 10 seconds and I said, you know what, if I'm going to talk about it, I actually have to watch it. So watch it a couple of times. And I got to say, I was absolutely disgusted watching this video. Um, You know, the, the, the things that they did with this boy was uh not funny. I didn't think it was funny at all. I was sick to my stomach. This is something that you would see on the dark web. Uh, but how did you feel about this whole situation? Because some people think, you know what? It was just a joke. Ha ha. You know, just two comedians raising awareness. And then many people, most people, I would say 90% of people are absolutely disgusted by what they saw. Um, how did you feel? 
it wasn't just a skit. Um, for me, my first initial thoughts, even without having to watch the whole entire thing, I feel that it was some sort of like allegiance thing to whomever told them to participate in that thing. It's not like they just wrote, produced, and directed the whole thing by themselves. No, 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 no. Somebody told Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears to do that. Now, granted, there are PSAs that are out there that encourage or bring about awareness to pedophiles, sex offenders, and abuse and things like that. That wasn't one of them. <laughs> that wasn't one of them. From what you just described to me, everything that you just described was a quote-unquote skit or a short that is endorsing pedophilia. That's not that's not something that's that's trying to discourage it. They were promoting that shit. Like you said, this, this sounds like something that you'd find on the dark web. However, somebody would actually freaking get on, on the goddamn dark web. Um, I think Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears should be ashamed of themselves. Um, I hope they get canceled. You know what I'm saying? So if there's, if there's a time for cancer culture to freaking, you know, turn on, it's now. Because, and mind you, this was what, in 2000, and the, the skit was from 2013? Uh, Like 2007. Oh, oh, so that's, so that's oh, well, either way, I don't care. I don't care because the thing is you, you don't participate in something that you yourself would not endorse. So they read the script. It's not like when you're an actor, they just ask you to come to set and then you just figure out what's going on when you get there. No, 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 no. They knew what they were doing prior to that. It's like as actors, they got off book for this, this type of thing. So right. what does that tell you? Right. The two of them, uh, hey, I'm gonna call it spade a spade. They are pedophiles. Yeah, man. Period. I, Period. I, I think anybody involved with the production of that scene or that whatever they want to call it should be charged. But you know what? Also, got to say too, and this the this the perfect time for me to actually say this. You know, despite the lawsuit against them too, uh, the kids are older. So apparently, the the mother of these kids uh, filed lawsuits a couple times over the last decade. Uh, failed. Lawyers kept dropping the case. Uh, apparently, she has a track record on suing celebrities, so that's not helping her case. But the kids now, um, the boy, 14, his sister, 22, she was also involved in some of the skits. Um, you know what? Th th this is the case where everybody loses. And I think especially people never do it, but I'm calling out the parents. And I, I know we talked about this before. And I think, you know, as, as parents... You know, a lot of parents in, in the entertainment industry trying to get the kids um, fame, trying to make some money off their kids, uh, get them the next big role opportunity. They're putting these their kids in these positions uh, like this, very compromising, disgusting, not funny skits. And we talked about this before. The parents had to sign on off of the skit. And I'm sure they was on set because normally when you deal with child actors in uh, any capacity, when yeah, it comes to Hollywood. Themselves. They can be. There's a child labor laws. Parents got to be on set to supervise. So the, the, the parents had to know what's going on. And I'm not saying that the kids um, shouldn't win this lawsuit because they are the ones following at this point. But the mother, 
she should be held liable too because she, she sat back and watched them do this stuff. It wasn't like they went in the editing room and clipped these these they put these skits together by themselves. The parents had right. to watch and see this happen. So I, I right. think everybody in this situation um, loses, and I, I feel bad for the kids because that clip. Uh, I'm not reposting it. I'm not sharing it because I don't want the FBI knocking on my door. But I think that, uh, uh, that, you know, when it comes to comedy, I think uh, there, there's times for it to be funny. I don't know how you make child predators, child stuff like that, skits like that, comedic. I think it has to be a little more serious because there's nothing funny about it. Um, because you got to understand, a lot of times people hide bad intentions or deviancy underneath the roots of humor and comedy and etc. So it's like, I could insult you and you know, it's an insult, but then I could just say, Oh, well I was just joking. And then that all of a sudden just absolves any sort of, you know, wrongdoing on my part, if you get what I'm saying. So right. people were saying, Oh, well, it's just a skit or it's, it's just comedy or oh, Aries Spears is a comedian. That's comedians do. I'm like, well, first of all, if you're going to be a comedian, you got to be funny. That's one. And then there's already certain things that you just don't joke about. That's one, because there's nothing funny about, you know, kids being sexually abused and taking advantage of. So, again, I don't believe that they are the masterminds behind all of that. But, you know, yeah, they're they're culpable. Right. And to and me, again, this was an allegiance to whomever. Trust me. Trust me, because you don't just I'm pretty sure they did that to get some sort of outcome for doing that, because I've also seen like Dwayne The Rock Johnson have like a weird uh, uh, like skit that he did. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, and I don't even remember what it was about, but it was it was weird. Like it was weird. I don't remember. Uh, hold on, I'm probably going to have to look it up. But basically, these celebrities, they have a history of doing weird things to kind of get to the next level. And for those two, that's what it was, because. In 2007, did you know who Tiffany Haddish and Aerie Spears were? I knew who Aerie Spears was. I didn't know Tiffany Haddish. Right, but I'm pretty sure like their careers probably went up a little bit after that. Oh, Tiffany Haddish, definitely. So, see what I'm saying? And, and, you know, th this conversation is going to be exploring comedy more, but one of the things I wanted to address, too, was uh, I saw a lot of people commenting in this, and I, I get it. People are pissed off at Aerie Spears about what he said about Lizzo. Understandable. But I, I see people justifying Tiffany Haddish. I see people saying, Tiffany Haddish? No way. She She's a woman. I, you know, every Spears looked like a, a pedophile. He looked like he would do something like that. But her? No way. Look, uh, I watched the interview with the... Uh, I forgot who it was. It was an actor. He, he did an interview. And one thing he talked about was that in, in Hollywood, you know, or... Just in general, people look at celebrities and they always forget that they're human too. You know, just because Bill Gates got, I'm just throwing out a name, just because Bill Gates have, you know, $100 billion doesn't mean he don't have these these delusions, the, these thoughts as well. You know, some people uh, have money, they're famous, you know, people look at, like, look at them like gods. They look at them and they worship them, walk on their feet. But the reality of it is they're all human. They're going to have the same thoughts. Not all of them, but some of them are going to be born with that same pedophile, whatever thought that the average person might have. But a lot of people worship these celebrities and they always forget that, you know, just because they have money and they're on TV, 
doesn't change anything. And I don't think it's right for people to say, oh, just because Aerie Spears is a man, he definitely is a pedophile. No, 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 no. Let's cut that right out. Anybody can be one. Anybody can target kids. So um, real quick, see on YouTube, if you search on YouTube, Dwayne The Rock Johnson pedo skit and you scroll down a little bit, it says Dwayne Johnson built Chomo Robo, the child molesting robot. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> People probably don't know about that. People probably don't even know about that. And that's floating out there, too. And I'm pretty sure he's not the only one. For whatever reason, there's, you know, Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish, that that whole thing just got dug up. But they're not the only ones with skeletons in the closet is, is pretty much what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, let me let me open this conversation up a little bit because I want to switch it off a little bit because I think comedy has been a, a very big talking point with Dave Chappelle, uh, Aries Spears in recent years and many others. Uh, comedy has been under attack. A lot of people have different opinions. And one thing I will agree with, um, that comedy was a different time in 2007 in the 1990s 1980s Richard Pryor Eddie Murphy uh Dave Chappelle um you know my favorite comedians George Carlin Andrew Dice Clay I don't know if you know who they are but Andrew Dice Clay was one of the most offensive New Yorkers I've ever seen on the stage I loved him personally I like I said I like I like my 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 comedy a little more edgy and extreme not in that sense not with the skit sense but talking about race, calling people fat and all that stuff. I love it. But, you know, back then, comedy was ruthless. I mean, nobody was above getting uh, roasted. Nobody was above getting joked on. Um, but now we, we definitely living in a time where, um, you know, comedy is becoming under attack. People are saying no more freedom of speech. You can't joke about race. You can't talk about people's weight. Um, do you think before I... I Actually, this question: Do you think there's a line in comedy, especially regarding this situation? Do you think there's a line in comedy that uh, that has to be drawn? Um, I feel like there's just a line. Period. When you when you're dealing with humor, just in reference to like other human beings, there there is a line that is there, and it shouldn't be crossed. And people should do a better job in enforcing that line rather than giving certain things a pass in the name of humor, because you know, for people who probably are familiar with me or not, and if I have mentioned this on your podcast before, but basically I am on the Will Smith side of the whole Oscar slap situation. And I feel like that is an instance where a line was crossed. The, the, the quote unquote comedic line was crossed in my opinion. So I feel like, yeah, you know, people need to watch out, watch what they do, watch what they say in the name of quote unquote humor, period. Right. And I see that situation is different. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep that to, one to the side for now. But I think that there is a line. And when I mean line, the only thing for me personally would be no kids, no talking about little kids or kids in general and talking about sexual assault. I, I'm not with joking about stuff like that because that, that that's personal, real personal. Now, on the other hand, I do think that, um, you know, I, one thing, and I, I, I've talked to you about this, about the whole Dave Chappelle thing. It's like um, people need to be aware of who they're going to see. You know, people uh, with the last Dave Chappelle special, you know, a lot of people was calling him all types of homophobic, transphobic, racist, or whatever the case may be. And I truly feel like this. If you don't like that type of comedy, don't go see those type of comedians. Why are you going to go to the Dave Chappelle show 
when you already know who he is. You know what the type of jokes he's going to make. You know the subjects he's going to touch on. Why go to his show? And they complain after it. And then you have comedians like Ari Spears, um, just for an instance. He's known for, um, you know, if he sees you in the crowd, you're booing him. He's going to pick you out in the crowd. He's known for doing that. He's been known for doing that. So why would you go to a show like that knowing that he's going to attack you? He might joke about your appearance, make a joke about your wife or whatever the case may be, and then complain about it. If you if you like the more kid-friendly comedy, go to Kevin Hart. If you like the more edgy, uh, risque type of comedy, then you go see Dave Chappelle, somebody of that nature. So uh, that's how I feel about that point. Do do you agree with that? Um, I'm just not. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie and say I'm not big on comedy. I'm not big on stand up comedy. To be honest with you, I don't even think I don't remember the last time I watched like a a, a modern stand up or a current stand up show, and then I was entertained. You know, really. Like, I think I saw, like, Tony Baker, and I didn't think it was funny. And I like Tony Baker, like, the little animal. Like, he's the guy that does the animal skits, like, the animals that that talk. Like, the little short videos, he's the one who does that. But then when I watched his stand-up, it was just very underwhelming. So I'm not, like, the big stand-up guy. If I want to – if I feel like I'm in the mood for comedy, I'll watch a comedy movie. Like, you know, Eddie Murphy from back in the day, Martin Lawrence, and those sorts of films. Like, people – Comedians nowadays, I mean, nah, like you got to be like under the influence of something to find any of that funny, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. And you know what? It, it brings me, it made me think about um, this video I was watching, uh, this uh, American comedian. He does a lot of tours outside the U.S. And he was on Good Morning Britain with uh, Piers Morgan. And he was talking about a recent appearance that's been happening because uh, a lot of comedians in the States have been uh, uh, receiving a lot of uh letters prior to their shows oh you can't say this you you know you got to keep it this way and that way um but he was talking about a, a recent booking he got to do at a school a university and he was saying that um right before his show they sent him a letter and they basically told him the school addressed this they said you can't make racist jokes you can't make age jokes you can't make sexual jokes you can't make weight jokes you can't make religion jokes you can't uh you, you it really you can't touch on anything that regards uh, a human being really. So they said you have to you know you have to make a, a whole hour show confined to those boundaries. And he went up in there and said, you know, how are you gonna hire me to do a show knowing what type of comic I am, and then tell me I can't do my exact work? That's like hiring Picasso and telling him, uh, man, uh, you know, we're not going to give you a canvas. We're not going to give you paint and you can't use uh, paint to, to do your work. Uh, figure it out. Uh, I just don't understand how you're going to handcuff uh, comedians like that. Do you think uh, freedom of speech or freedom of speci- uh, freedom of expression is under attacking comedy? Um, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter to me if it was <laughs> because I'm not like, again, like big on comedians. I, I don't have a favorite comedian right now and i feel like Chappelle. well the thing is i haven't seen his recent stand-up specials like i haven't watched it so it's like i'm not a guy that's closely following his career and i wouldn't just throw his name out there because you know he's the guy and i feel like because he's made comments about the lgbtq community and his career is still intact as of right now that just goes to show that you know, the powers that be pick and choose who to cancel, who not to cancel. If they wanted to cancel Dave Chappelle over what he said, he, they would have canceled him already. 
I'm pretty sure Kevin Hart, if he said the same thing, he'd be done. He'd be done. But I guess there's something about Dave Chappelle that, you know, he's just impervious to, to, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the restrictions on how you express yourself comedically on stage. Well, I will also say too, um, that Dave Chappelle is a, first of all, I said, when you get to a certain level in Hollywood and fame, you, the, the rules don't apply to you, which is why, you know, a lot of those people, I'm not talking about Dave Chappelle or anybody, but we've seen cases recently where a lot of those people are doing dirty things, you know, get away with criminal activity just because of who they are. So I would say in the defense of Dave Chappelle, the only reason why he probably didn't get canceled is because one, his career was always been like that. It's not, it's not like a new resurgence of him where nobody recognized his material. He's always been that type of dude who right. talked about that stuff. So it's not a surprise. And then second, I think that Dave Chappelle does it in a way where he's not actively going out there antagonizing people. His jokes might come off that way, but it's a difference making a joke the way he does and just saying, you know, uh, you know, I think you're fat and you're going to die of diabetes. You know, you look like you want cheeseburger away from a heart attack. You fat slop. You know, that, that's not funny. You know, now you're just bullying somebody in the crowd. So I think right. there's a way to do comedy without being too offensive. Like, like, like Chris Rock did with Jada Pinkett Smith? It, it, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You got to know who your audience is. He thought it was funny. And again, th this is another thing too. When you're talking about television, let's be real. You're going on the te television you can't make the same jokes you're going to make doing stand-up. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I, for, for Chris Rock, he probably thought it was going to be funny, get a couple laughs, and he messed with the wrong person that night. So let's <laughs> 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 see <your> facts. <laughs> he, he learned the whole... Uh, speaking of which, nice. let me ask you. Yo, because I think a lot of people are starting to change their minds a little bit on this too. Do you think Chris Rock is milking the whole incident at this point? Um, he was, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why he never made a point to kind of publicly respond. If you notice, anytime Chris Rock ever opened his mouth about the situation, he was kind of very vague. Or if he did speak on it at all, he never really said, "All right, well, you know, I understand where Will might have come from," or, you know, I'm open to speaking to Will at some point, but not right now. All he said was, "Oh, I'm not a victim. I got slapped by the softest rapper, you know, ever." Uh, what what do they, they call him? Suge Smith or, or, or some nonsense like that. So yeah, he knew exactly what he was doing by not squashing it with Will Smith. And then on top of that, again, when your tickets go from seventy five dollars, you know, to two hundred fifty, three hundred bucks, are you really gonna want to, you know, end that? You know what I'm saying? So he was riding the wave for as long as long as he could ride the wave. The thing is now, Will Smith is starting to kind of, you know, peek out, you know, on social media. So it's a situation where eventually he'll probably say something or he might never, but it doesn't really matter because now it died down. I think Will Smith tested the waters with his public apology and with the response that he got from, you know, let's say his fans, particularly me, because I made a whole video in his defense, like a, like a 20 something minute video defending him and detailing why I believe that Chris Rock was the antagonist and the instigator in that situation. And it, like I said, given the aforementioned, you know, he's, he's back out there now. Yeah. I, I the only reason why I actually, because I just saw an article, apparently he did another stand up a couple days ago recently, and he was still addressing the whole thing. He said uh, about Will Smith's apology when he did the whole apology video, 
he said, uh, uh, I can't remember, but he cursed him out and it was like, you know, what? you assaulted me and whatever the case may be. He's still milking it. And I look, let me see. Yeah, I, I saw it on, I saw it on Facebook. I ain't gonna okay, lie. Okay, yep, it. yeah, I I see it. Yeah, I, I literally just googled it just now. Wait, what did he say exactly? Because I don't even got the son of a bitch. He said, so it says Chris Rock isn't interested in the public apology video Wilson posted on social media months after slapping the comedian at the Oscars during a performance with Dave Chappelle at London's O2 Arena on Saturday evening. Rock, age fifty-seven. Responded to Smith's apology video by saying, fuck your hostage video. Well, fuck you then. Like, you see, yo, like, now I'm going to get mad because this is exactly what I'm saying. Like, this is exactly who it, the proof is in the pudding. It's like people hide in plain sight. So it's like, it's so freaking obvious. He said it was a hostage video. You see what I'm saying? And I wasn't even funny. I, I'm pretty sure you said that on stage. People probably started laughing. Nah, come on, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hostage, hostage, hostage video. Dude, you started it. He finished it, and then he apologized. Will Smith is 10 times the man that Chris Rock will ever be. He's not even a nice guy. What's funny, in my video, I showed Will Smith, um, like, with fans. Like, basically, I used old stream footage of myself talking about how Will Smith is a nice guy and that he told Chris, uh, uh, Kevin Hart one day when they were on the red carpet he said, before we even go in the venue, he said, let's go connect with the fans first. Everybody listen to this. Go on Google and Google Will Smith with fans. You're going to find hundreds, if not thousands of pictures. Do the same thing for Chris Rock. You're only going to find one picture with him with fans. And the motherfucker didn't even have the audacity, didn't have the decency to smile in the picture with the fan. Right. So let's not let's not sit and pretend that like Chris Rock is this good person and that he's just this victim. Nah, nah, get out of here. Get out of here. You got to watch out for these comedians, man. People who have like this, you know, corny sense of humor. Those are the people you got to watch out for. The people who are constantly joking and laughing and stuff like that. Watch out for them. Oh, oh I definitely agree with that. And um, but uh, let me let me actually just to switch it a little bit. You know, I, I've been uh, so upon research of doing the whole every space and Tiffany Haddish thing, a lot of people were saying that, you know, this comedy skit was, you know, 13, 14, 15 years ago. People need to let it go. Um, you know, it, it was funny back then. Maybe it's not, you know, funny now because of the, the sensitivity that we live in. Do you think um, that this skit should be crucified the way it is just because it was made at a different time? Um, should R. Kelly have been crucified because he peed on a girl a long time ago and all the atrocities that he was committing? Does it make it any less of an atrocity because it happened 10 years ago? Mm. Like I'm asking this question. I definitely agree with you. I exactly. Don't so. so, so just because something happened now that there are certain things that like, all right, so let's say, when somebody is literally simulating pedophilia and like heinous sexual acts against, you know, a little boy freaking all right, like that, there's no excuse. I don't care if that happened 20 years ago. We find out about it. Yeah. You're on the chopping block. Now you're getting canceled now. Or like, let's say Justin Bieber when he, uh, it was, I forgot when this came out. I think this might've came out in like the 2010s, you know, maybe like 2013 or, or something like that. And this is Justin Bieber at like the height of his career. And then and then audio came out, old audio came out of him saying, oh, like, 
what does a chainsaw say to a black person? And then the person he was talking to was like, what? And he said, run, nigger, 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 nigger. And I was like, oh, like, it doesn't matter. Like, if you're, it depends on what the level of what you're saying or what you did. If it's not that, like, big a deal, then, all right, you know what I'm saying? It's it's levels to this. But when you're at that heinous, damn near racist, evil level, it's like, okay, nah, you got to be on the top of block. That's like Joe Rogan is the same thing. He was saying, throwing M-bombs left and right, saying it more than black people have. And, but You know what I'm saying? But, hey, that's what he was doing. It's out there. We're going to cancel you for that. Period. So okay. it's just levels. It's just levels. I, I can't think of, like, a minor instance that might not be that big a deal. But, again, like I said, to me, if you're racist, if you're a freaking pedophile, if you're, like, a domestic abuser, that's like, all right, Andrew Tate. The reason why he got canceled was because – footage came out of him beating up some girl like slapping her like physically intimidating her like all of that and i'm like yeah cancel him go ahead and cancel him because that's who he is and mind you he said he said in a in an interview he was like oh you know how you deal with women he said he said punch punch slap slap choke sex now and i was like oh this this dude is crazy <laughs> i don't care what he used to say in reference to relationships if that's who you really are you're getting canceled so when i heard that like facebook youtube Instagram, he got banned on all platforms. I was like, yes, that's what he's supposed to do. So if you did something wrong 10 years ago, don't matter. If you got caught, now you're getting caught. A crime is still a crime. I, I, you know, I, I wonder how this court case is going to play out because we are dealing with an uh, area of entertainment where this basically, you know, you know is free reign to do whatever you want. You know, it was... You know, a comedian really gets away with doing anything on stage or, you know, when it comes to comedy. So would you be upset if, let's say, they just got community service or if the if the children won, you know, five million dollars of uh, restitution or whatever the case may be? Do you think that um, them being comedians um, would work in their favor in this in this lawsuit? I don't think it would have anything to do with them being comedians and it would have everything to do with the fact that in the judicial system, money talks. So if that's like what happened with Chris Brown, I don't think Chris Brown is a bad person, but I'm just making a point. He got community service for like all the things that he ever got in trouble for in the last like 10, 10 or so years. Why? Because money talks. When you have access to like these upper echelon lawyers and like legal teams and stuff, they have the means to like find legal loopholes to get you out of those situations. If you get what I'm saying, um, right. would it necessarily upset me? Cause here's my thing. If, cause you said that the mother or the, I guess her name is Jane Doe, whatever they're calling her. She has a history of suing celebrities. Oh, not we Jane don't Doe. Know. It's the mother of Jane Doe. Oh, okay. We I don't know. I don't have context as far as the other situations as to why she was suing other celebrities anyway, you know, but, and I'm not saying that this is it for sure. But what I will say is that there being like $5 million in restitution and all of that, then for her, it, it sounds like it'd be mission accomplished because money can't, you, you can't put a price tag on trauma that you went through. So it's not like, some dollar amount is going to make these kids feel better about what was done to them on freaking a mad TV set. So to me, it's, it's more so I'm glad that light has been shed on what happened in the past, but where it actually goes from here, I couldn't really say what should or shouldn't happen. 
you know, um, I think the production, all of those involved should be held accountable. How? I'm not sure. But they need to be made an example of, in my opinion. So if I'm in charge, you're getting canceled. And you're going to have to think about what you did. Because a skit, that doesn't mean anything to me. You literally simulated or did freaking heinous acts on camera. Just because you had lights and, and a team and all that stuff, that don't make it any less heinous. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you made a valid point. And, uh, you know, one thing I do want to say, too, I, I, I'm i scared a little bit. And the only reason why I say that is because I feel like if Eric Spears didn't go viral for what he said about Lizzo, nobody would ever mention this. I don't think it would ever made the newspaper. I don't think it would ever made headlines. I don't think people would have been tweeting this. Um, because I'm sure people seen this skit when it happened, after it happened, well after it happened. And nobody really said anything. And the only reason why I feel that way is because this whole thing didn't come up until after he got backlash for what he said about Lizzo. So I feel like me personally, although I do care about this because I didn't know about it. I was, you know, I didn't really watch Mad TV when I was a kid. I just knew of his stand-up comedy back then because um, I was like 12 when this happened. But I feel like a lot of these people don't even care about the kids. I think they only care about getting back at Aerie Spears. Because I see more people trying to defend Tiffany Haddish and throw him under the bus than about the kids' well-being. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? Uh, say that again. My bad. I feel like this whole um, humiliation thing going on with with the skit. I feel like most people don't really care about the children. They care about getting back at Ari Spears for making his comments about Lizzo. Because I see more people, you know calling him out, trying to throw him under the bus and not really exactly uh, Tiffany Haddish. Do you do you agree with that? This is just a get back at him? What, that people are only trying, like, all right, so you're saying that Aerie Spears is the one who's getting the brunt of this whole entire thing? Because of his comments about Lizzo. Because this only came out after when he oh, said Oh, yeah, right after that, ironically enough. um, I haven't been, like, it's not like I, I went out of my way to see the backlash or anything like that, but I feel like Tiffany and Aries should get equal share of the brunt of, or you know, the backlash. You know, let, let me let me mention this too, because you know, this case made me think about the whole Drake Bell thing. And I came across the whole Jake uh, Drake Bell. If you don't know Drake Bell, he was from Drake and Josh Nickelodeon. Uh, you know, I, I watched it when I was a kid, but he had a a thing too with children. And uh, this case, it was uh, this one girl. He was talking to, she was 12 years old, big fan of his. And I'm not victim blaming in this situation at all. We talking about a young teenage girl. But this dude, um, this channel with her and doing, you know, saying inappropriate things that he really shouldn't be doing. Um, but my thing is, and I'm not excusing his behavior because he already pleaded guilty and he faced his, his time. But one of the things that caught my attention about this whole thing, again, we're talking about guardians of children. The aunts of this girl would drop her off at his hotel and leave her there for the night. I, I, I mean, who who does that? Like, and this is what I mean. Like, parents need it. I I get it that the, the people who commit these type of crimes and uh, perpetrate these type of things deserve to be prosecuted. There's no way I'm defending them in the, in any way. But again. What's up with these guardians and parents of children? Like just putting them in harm's way. 
Um, I I don't know if you know about this situation, but um, again, another um incident where you know children being put in vulnerable position uh positions, and the guardians or slash parents aren't being you know charged or held accountable. How do you feel about that? That the parents should be charged and held accountable. Yeah, I think so because I think so because if I have a son. You can't even look at them funny. If I have a daughter, you can't even look at her funny. You, you, <laughs> I like the littlest thing that somebody were to do. If it's not like me, it's like I, I could discipline my own kids, but like you can't. You know what I'm saying? Because if you do, then I'm just gonna go ballistic. Like it's just I don't understand how some parents they allow things, certain things to happen. You know, to their especially like that. You know, to their kids, I just don't get it. But then, like I said, there's probably money involved. She probably got a certain amount of money, so she's just as culpable as, as everybody else. Cause it's like, if you see something going wrong and you don't say nothing, that makes you just as guilty as the ones who are committing that heinous act. Like I, I like I asked you before, I said, if you were to walk past a, a dark alleyway and you see a woman getting robbed and you don't do anything, you're just as, as guilty as the guys who are robbing her because you didn't say anything and you didn't intervene. Right. And I, you know, for me, so she this... can't be that mad that all of that happened. Well, it's like, well, Hey, you saw something was wrong with it. Well, if that was the case, then you wouldn't even have been there in the first place. They told you what was going on. You sat right there, as far as I'm concerned. That's and, and that's, so that's that why can... a lot of times people don't even really take these things seriously because it's like if you really felt that something was wrong, what took you so long, especially when you were the adult the entire time? It's not like little kids, they might not know. But if you're an adult and you know what's going on and you just don't say anything, it's like, well, hey, what, you know what I mean? Why are you saying something now? It's a cash grab, and it, and uh, this is part of my problem with a lot of this stuff. Is like they're all weirdos. It's all weirdos, and you know what? And we talked about this with the whole Jeanette McCarty podcast that we did uh not too long ago. It's like you know a lot of these parents see the kids as cash grabs, and you know they don't care about the kids until you know until the aftermath when it's time to get paid. And I think. <clears throat> This example with the Aries Spears and Tiffany Haddish, I know people focusing on them obviously because they're the celebrities and they're the ones that made this uh this uh video. But I think people really take a step back and make an objective view and like, yo, like why are the parents not you know being targeted for this too? Because you know again, it's just like no no care for the children. Like who lets a twelve year old spend a night with a celebrity? Like I'm not talking about an acting job and I'm not talking about no gig. I'm not talking about they have a trail and, you know, they, they run a production set. I'm talking about, you know, you, you, obviously something's wrong here. Like, why are you letting a 12-year-old stay at a celebrity's hotel room overnight? I, I, you know, it. me personally, I say this I, before I go on a tangent. I say I've always defended comedy. I always feel like, you know, people, um, you know, again, choose your uh, comedians wisely who you want to go see in person I have no problem if you don't like offensive comedy or whatever the case may be that's your objective opinion um, but I do think that times like this like that skit um, Tiffany Haddish came out and said that she uh, she can't really talk about the case because it's you know still in court uh, so she can't really speak about it too much but um, she apologized for offending anybody and you know yada 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 you know the, the, the typical press um but I say this, you know, people need to be um, a little more careful when it comes to comedy, especially when we're talking about um, children 
um, talking about any type of sexual assaults. I do think there is a line in comedy. Now, I don't think the comedy is uh, in terms of jokes about how big somebody is or how black somebody is. I, I don't really care about that. But when you're talking about stuff like this, where you're putting kids in compromising positions all in the name of uh, uh, trying to do a PSA about, you know, leaving your child, I do think um, that the maybe the message, um, what they were trying to give out was uh, positive, but I think the way they went about it was absolutely disgusting and wrong. I, I just, I don't know how they, how anybody, the writers, the executives, the producers, the director, Aries, Tiffany, how do you thought this was right? Um, but th do you got any final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts is that when these things happen, you have to look at the situation not only for what it is, but also you have to break it down into different layers and really look at all the different variables that are at play. And then you cross-reference that with things that have happened in the past. And then ultimately the conclusion that you come to will make absolute sense. And you know how you do that? By thinking critically. And that's my last thought on that. That's right. Think critically. Think before you do dumb stuff like they did. But anyway, man, you know, thanks for, for coming on for another podcast. I hope, you know, people took something positive from this. And you know, like I said, I'm always going to defend the art of comedy, defend the art of entertainment. But there are lines that you can't cross. And, you know, unfortunately, they crossed the line. And even though the lawsuit is now happening, I do think at some point I'm not a big fan of cancel culture. But you know what? You got to answer for you know stuff like this. So uh, be smart, be safe. And like I always say, a helping hand is a better hand. My man, Dimitri, thanks again, bro. My man. Mm -hmm.